It is the beginning of summer in the year 1091 of the Third Age. You are headed up to the eighth tier of this multi-level capital city of Mithron. Saravel is a prosperous town filled with a variety of races, cultures, and businesses. As you enter the eighth tier, Ziv, Heltron leads you to the northern side of the city towards the mountain walls. As you get close, a large opening in the side of the mountain comes into view, and it has two large dark iron doors that are wide open. As you walk inside, eight large columns hold up a domed foyer. A crew of painters are close to completing an image of the eight realms. Along the left wall, a depiction of Grixolis, which you believe to be your birth realm, is halfway complete. What does it look like, this picture of Grixolis? It's an unfinished mural, and you see like a mountain range, uh, not necessarily a mountain range. It looks like the Underdark, basically. Okay. You see faceless elven silhouettes, spiders with human upper halves, kind of like centaur, and giant monstrous insectoids. But also in the background, looking over this realm, the painters are putting in a large set of eyes halfway painted with lush purples. Almost like a dreamlike, I think Ziv would stop. And I would I would turn towards where this painting is, like while Heldron is still kind of going along. And I would just go up to the painters. Okay. Excuse me. One of the painters that's close to the bottom of the mural, so kind of at ground level, turns from some scaffolding and looks at you and says, uh, yes? Is this Grixolis? Ah, oh, yes, this is this is what the artist has put together as what represents Grixolis. Do you know much about Grixolis? Ah, uh, me personally, no. We were given an image and told to put it on the wall. I was told I'm from Grixolis, and honestly, I don't really know much about it. Seeing this is a bit shocking. You're from Grixolis? Well, maybe you could talk to the artist and tell him what you saw. I was brought to this world when I was just a baby, so I don't know much, but I would love to speak to the artist and maybe learn some more about where I'm from. Well, on the fourth level, there is a studio named Gregory's Art. You should go check it out. Maybe he can tell you what he knows. Perfect. Thank you so much. Oh, Vorn's going to be so excited about this. This is amazing. Thank you. And he goes back to painting. Yeah, I'll rush over to Helltron. Just super excited. Okay. Helltron, there's a there's an artist. He knows a whole bunch about Grixolis, apparently. His name's Gregory. Well, that's good news for you. He probably just learned the information from one of the libraries, though. Maybe... You could talk to him and see where he found that information. This is so great. I'm I'm so excited. I'll probably take Vorn with me, since he kind of knows a bit. Heltron nods to you, and then he continues walking to the doors across this room. And along the sides of these open doors, you see two large sets of armor holding spears, and they sit idly without moving. And he walks through the doorway without paying any attention to them, and you hear on the other side, Ah, Heltron, thank you for joining me. You can't quite see what's going on in the other room uh, because th this room that you're in is very well lit and it kind of causes that illumination problem whenever you're in a well-lit room looking into a dark room. Do you join them? I look at the armor because it seems a little weird that a bunch of wizards would have armor just hanging around. Kind of like poke at it a little bit and then just shrug and move on. Yeah, when you poke at it, it actually doesn't move. It doesn't seem to... It, it almost to you seems like decor. I guess this is what the wizards like to look at. Weird. And as you walk into the room, you see this large room where hundreds of people are chatting softly. Lounge chairs are grouped in four, facing each other in a circle. And these circles are all over the area. Men and women of many races talk amongst themselves and pay no attention to your entrance. 
Remora, thank you for agreeing to meet me. I'm sure you understand why I'm worried about your idea to use the arcane well. Hellstrone, I promise, there is nothing to worry about. I understand the importance of this arcane well and what it does to keep Asus linked to the Seven Realms through Velm. And Remora leads the two of you over to a small group of lounge chairs, kind of halfway through the room. He sits down and kind of waves at the other chairs for you two to sit as well. What does Remora look like? Remora is a old human man. His hair is mostly gray, but there is definitely like black tint to a lot of it to where he seems to be taking on gray. He, considering his hair color, you would assume that he would have less wrinkles, but he's actually very wrinkly from, from being old. He wears a wizard rainbow's robe, and it's basically the standard color of gray for the most part, but he has hints of orange throughout it, including around his emblem. So in this world right now, people are immortal, right? Correct. You can't die of old age, but I guess, do you still age? So like you just keep getting older and older looking? So youth lasts for a very long time. But the older you get, the more age starts to show. So it, it's possible to just keep going, but you just kind of like at the very end, you'd be pretty decrepit, but you'd still be alive. Yes. Okay. So he's real old. Then. He's very old. If he's... Yes. In not immortal terms, he's probably... His hair makes you think he's like 50, but his wrinkles make you think like 80. I just think he dyes his hair probably. <laughs> or uses magic. It's fading. <laughs> I'll uh, take a seat awkwardly and just keep looking around. I feel a little out of place. Okay. And then Heltron looks over at Remora and says, All right, so what is your plan here? You see Remora pull out a long, narrow wooden box from his side next to his chair. He opens it up and turns it around on the table in front of you. And you see four glass spheres. A blue, a red, a green, and a black. I wish to power these orbs using the arcane well. The raw energy from Urena could grant a power to these orbs that we can then use to protect Asus. Yes, Heltron. I've heard the rumors of the prophecies too. Velm is knocking on our door, and we need to do something to protect this land. Uh, this prophecy? Is that the thing that you were talking about, Heltron? There's a creature trying to get in? We, we actually don't know what's coming our way. There's a prophecy of some sort of threat coming our way from Velm. Have we ever had to deal with something like this before? Something from more or less another world trying to get in and cause havoc? Not within the last two ages. Within the second and third age, there were no otherworldly threats to Asus. But in the first age, there was a flux of beasts that kind of rampaged through from the realm of Dwarla. Is that where a lot of the magical beasts today kind of originate from? That's correct. Actually, most of our fae that inhabit Aces came from Dwarla. So these orbs, are they going to kind of act like a, a shield or a safeguard to our world? Who is this boy, Heltron? He seems to understand quite a bit. You're, you're right. Uh, the idea is to use these orbs to create a, almost shield around Aces. Wouldn't that take a lot of power? Are people going to have to constantly monitor it? Well, that's the thing. If Heltron grants me permission, I don't believe we'll have to give it any more power than what we can get from Urena. Will Urena be okay? Oh, yes. Urena is filled with arcane power. That's where you get your arcane power if you cast spells here in Asus. Because that portal is open, everyone can cast spells at their whim if they know how. Have we been able to talk to anyone from Urena? Oh, no one lives there. Oh. 
Wow. I, I figured a place with so much arcane power, maybe there'd be some some old creatures or something. It's possible that people do live in Urena, but we, we've never found anyone. This school is it's big. There's a lot of people here. Aha. Uh-huh. So you just look into other worlds and research them? This is a sect of the Wizard's Rainbow of Wiggistry University that uh, kind of specializes in in the education of the other realms. The head archmage here, he, he's been to many, traveled through some of the portals that we have linked all across Aces to the other realms. He just hasn't gone back and traveled anytime recently. I have a question. Um, in Grixolis, is there a war happening or a war starting to happen? Hmm. I'm not sure. We don't really do much with the portal that goes to Grixolis. I'm from Grixolis, so I, I'm i trying to learn more about where I'm from. I don't know much. I was brought here as a kid, but left with me was a message to hold back the flames of war, and so I figured maybe there was a war from Grixolis. Hmm. A message? And you were a baby? Yeah. I was raised in the Norfair Woods. I don't know anything about a war in Grixolis, but it does sound like somewhat of a prophecy. Maybe you should speak to a scry. What's that? A seer, uh, someone that could maybe tell you your future or even your past. You could do that? Some can, I can't. Wow, magic is crazy. You'd want to you'd talk to someone that specializes in divination. You might be able to visit uh, Wigistry University to speak to one of the professors of divination, but that's on the other continent. Well, I do want to travel the world, but I'm trying to help Heltron with this stuff. Yes, Ziv, let's let's kind of focus in here. If I find the opportunity to help you with maybe finding your origin, I'll promise I'll help you. But Ramora, what do you think it'll take in order to make these orbs work the way that you're trying to design them? Well, I have a little bit more work to do on these, but I think within the next year I'll be ready. But I have a mission for you and your team if you're willing to accept. time on four or it is now early in the morning hours before sunset the five of you are sound asleep finch you wake up in the night hearing something and as you look down at the foot of the bed in the darkness a pair of eyes glisten and reflect in the moonlight shining through the planks of wood that haphazardly make the walls then you hear the creaking of a hammer pull on a flintlock what do you do i uh pull my flintlock and shoot well, the four of you who are asleep wake up to the sound of six flintlocks shooting off. Now everyone give me initiatives. All right, so I've got him uh, pinned up. He's kind of, you know, wriggled his, his arm to slash me, and that, that really pissed me off because I'm already enraged. So I'm just going to uh, go for the jugular and just mm. rip his fucking throat out. Oh, my God. And you do it. <laughs> Roadhouse, but with your mouth. And I'm going to spit it on the ground and look at Astra and just wipe my mouth. <laughs> 
I guess without really knowing what's going on in those other rooms, I just know that everyone's in the tussle. So, and that our guy's dead. Felmir's gone. So I'm gonna Bowie handed one knife, flintlock in the other, just just start <laughs> strutting real fast, like down the hallway, trying to see what's going on and what I can do. Strutting, strutting real I mean, fast. <laughs> <laughs> so you point his your rapier at him and you say, "Who sent you?" Who sent you? Come on now. Out with it. Uh, God, CFH sent me. CFH, the construct people, Needles and Watts. Oh, God, they're going to kill me now. Just, just go ahead and end it. Why would I do that? And then you hear a very heavy step coming up the stairs near room one. I will turn and look. And you see the, the shadow of a bear. Oh, shit. I'm closing mm -mm. the door. <laughs> Guys, we got a problem. Shit. Freaking BBG. <laughs> They're coming. They're gonna get you after all. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. You got lucky, kid. And jump out the window. I'm gonna grab Finch and cast Dimension Door. I'll see Astra from the hole in the wall, yeah. and I'll like holster her bag and nod, and then like go to jump out the window. I'm just gonna keep Gust of Wind towards the door and just back up into the window and just fall back. Okay. And then cast Featherfall. And then you look up at the window and you see the bear bodyguard look at all five of you. Let's go. What about the gnome? What about the oh, gnome? Oh, God damn it. Pinrear. Pinrear is the only safe place I can think of. You're right. Let's go. Dash. Yeah. You make your way into the miner's block, and you know Pinrear's house, so you go up to it. No one's watching you because it's pretty early in the morning. Beat the door down. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing here. But... There was an attempt on our lives. CFH sent the Assassin's Guild to kill us. And you came here? You're putting me in danger. I will look around to make sure there are no constructs watching us right now. You see three PVACs from the road you came in on. So I guess we should leave? Do you know anywhere we can hide? You did say you're part of the Crimson Command. You could go see Dubro. He has a rowboat. How far away? Uh, it's just down on the other side of the cliffs. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Let's cheese it. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start like pushing off the boat and getting it ready to get the fuck out of here. And the five of you get in, start heading towards the governor's island. Hello, visitors. What appointment are you here for today? We don't have an appointment, but we're, we request an audience with the governor. You are here to make an appointment? Um. What is the earliest appointment? Let me check my records. No availability. No availability? It's an emergency. Is Port Riesel in danger? Yes. Some of them are. Yes, <laughs> I say. <laughs> hmm. Let me check with CFH. No. Restart. Give me initiatives. <laughs> but I'll uh, just take my forward hand and just start. I'm going to slowly uh, strut forward. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm going to uh, strut uh, with authority towards him as I whip my hand out and shoot my witch bolt out from my hand. And then I'm just going to continue all the way until I'm just right on top of him. So, yeah, as you connect with your witch bolt and it starts to dwindle his energy, you see, like, the shell of him just crumble to the ground and you see the front door of the mansion open. You hear this crying wail from someone near the mansion. 
The front door has just opened, and out of the shadow of the building comes a gnome running your way. It takes a minute for the gnome to get to you because you're almost 100 yards away from the mansion. You are standing over the bare bodyguard you just killed. It lies in shambles. His tuxedo has fallen limp to the ground, keeping all of the metal plating in a pile under this blanket of clothes. No! Why? <laughs> the gnome runs up to the pile of metal plating and grabs pieces, trying to put them back together like a fallen Lego set. Oh, no. Tears stream down his face as he wails loudly again. <laughs> Why, Bernard? <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> what? What? No. what is uh what is this gnome wearing? He's wearing a very nice formal attire, except for the fact that he also has a robe covering it. <laughs> like a bathrobe. It's, okay. it's in the morning. The sun just rose. So you're telling me he was sleeping in that? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> he then looks up at the five of you with fury in his eyes. He runs at you, Kath. He gets in range of melee for you. Do you do anything? Can I trip him? Trip him at you? He's not running past you. He's like, running at you. Oh, yeah. I guess oh, you can true. easily, like, sidestep and trip him. Eat him. Yeah, like, sidestep, leg sweep. Sure. Uh, give me a unarmed attack. 16. Yeah, that's success. Nice. He trips over your foot as you sidestep him and trip him up, and he lands flat on the ground, face first, just goes... <laughs> And he gets back up and runs at you, and he starts pounding his fist into your thighs, like the bottom of his fist. And he says, Why did you do this? Hey, uh, uh, hey, uh, maybe you should calm down. I'm going to go pat him on the back. <laughs> he just kind of like slumps over and like realizes he's just not going to be able to do anything in this scenario and he goes back to the pile of metal and starts trying to put them back together as best he can. Hey, hey put those down. Just just put them down. <laughs> Look, may maybe we should go inside? Why would I let you inside my house? <laughs> so you're the mayor. I'm not a mayor, I'm a governor. Go governor, mayor, whatever. Mr. Governor, it, it was an accident. It was self-defense. <laughs> we didn't come here intending to do this. He runs at you, Finch, and starts pounding into your thighs. I, can I just, like, put a hand out on his forehead and hold my bay like a little kid while I swing? Yeah, totally. And he's just still trying to swing at you. You're keeping him at a distance. <laughs> I'm like, come on now. That's not helping anything. <laughs> and he stops. You could just see tears going down his face. I'll just walk up to him and just be like, look, we've all had a very rough day. So I'm asking you, and I don't ask a lot, can we please come inside? Why would I let you inside? What are you even here for? <laughs> we came all this way to meet you. You're the, you're the governor of this place. We didn't mean to crush your bear. Why would you kill him? He's the only one I had. Bernard. Well, we can help you bring at least the pieces up to the house. Maybe there's something we can do to help. I mean, I, I can probably mend it. <laughs> you can just buy another one, right? Hey, you're rich. No, I'm not rich. <laughs> but you're the governor. That doesn't mean I'm rich. You got a pretty nice house up there. I mean, look, I've made a lot of people mad. So I, I freed all the slaves, and I let all my, I found all my servants different jobs, and I sold all the other constructs I had to local businesses for cheap. I just kept Bernard to help me. He's the only thing I had, the only friend I had. <laughs> 
Well, well, hey, we're we're not mad at you, and again, we're sorry. I'm I'm gonna start kind of like getting an armful of pieces. Like, come on, well, come on, let's let's get him back up to the house for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if it's any consolation, he really fucked us up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll grab a handful of pieces. I'll start mending some if I can. <laughs> When you start to like mi- like think about mending them, what you're realizing is that the metal plates actually aren't like destroyed. They're just like the life of this construct fell apart, which means everything that was holding it together, arcane power source wise, also just it's just not there. So mending's not going to do anything in this scenario, unfortunately. I'm just gonna cast prestidigitation so it looks like I'm doing something. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a bunch of like pieces of like a suit of armor, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, but yeah, y'all, y'all get your, y'all help him get like the plates onto like I guess the tuxedo and like stretcher it <laughs> <laughs> like a big old tarp. <laughs> it's a slow walk because you're pretty far away. You turn back briefly, just you know, because you're worried about everything, and you do see three new pvacs flying about a hundred feet away. And the difference this time, and the reason it was easily noticeable. They have red sirens going off, like red light sirens going off on their head like PVAC did in the uh, tomb. Mm. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> does the governor notice? Uh, no, he's do- he just does not care. Come All on, right. guys. I um, think we should uh, pick up the pace. I'm going to point <laughs> at the uh, at the PVACs just to make sure that Felomir sees them. And then I'm going to go, well, let's go inside. I'm sure there's nothing out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starts being gibberish. <laughs> well spoken. Yeah, very eloquent. Well met. All right, so are you staying behind, fellow? Uh-huh. All yeah. right, so the five or the four of you go inside with Governor Foyston, who's named after Keith, no last name Foyston, Patreon supporter. Wait, why is Felomir staying behind? Because I'm going to destroy these beavers. Okay, I'm going to stay outside with him. Okay, so Astra and Felomir, you stay outside, and the three of you go inside. Wow, this is such a nice place you've got here. <laughs> Very nice. And I'll just cl- like act like I'm walking in and then just close the door. <laughs> <laughs> and turn back around and just start firing Eldritch Blast. <laughs> Ray of Frost. Okay, so yeah, together y'all take 20 on destroying these PVACs, just shooting fucking king trips into the air. <laughs> and they die. They fall to the ground, destroyed. Cool. And so y'all go back inside, or yeah. you go inside? Yep. Okay, so now that the five of you are there, uh, as you walk inside, there is a large, like, open room, and there's, like, a grand staircase across the area, and then there's, like, a bunch of doors that lead to hallways uh, that are closed. Um, on the left and right side of this main lobby area, this foyer. And he, like the pile of uh, metal armor plating is now just in this, on the ground in the foyer. And he's just still over it. Like his shoulders are slumped, his head is down and you can just see tears still coming down. And uh, one of them even drops to the floor. It's so thick. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. Wait, aren't you like the, you're the governor, aren't you over CFH? You could just get them to give you another one. <laughs> no, I'm not over them. <laughs> but but you're the governor. That doesn't mean anything. So they're over you? No, they were just two different things. They're a business and I'm the governor. I mean, I have to do some things to make sure they continue their businesses. But <laughs> All right, look, you're going to have to stop crying, okay? It's really annoying. Please. I'll try. 
Stand to your feet. Why, why are you here? We're just here to ask you some questions. Can you handle that? <laughs> Can you stand trial? What, what do you want to know? This fucking guy. Okay, let's do some word association. I'm going to say a word, and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Wave break. I don't know. Oh, you, one word. Um, Ocean. <laughs> okay. You're getting the hang of it. I, I got one. Okay. Delara. <gasps> one word? Um, a word. Um, hermit. Uh, oh, you can say more than one word. The, game, the, game, the game's over. <laughs> oh, I, I... What are you... Delaro? Yes? Wait, hermit? Yeah, he's... He's a hermit. He lives on an island north of here. Why did you seem so scared when I said that name? Well, he's... He's kind of in charge. In charge of what? Everything. In charge of you? He looks down. Yeah. But you're the governor, yes? Well, yeah. But he's in charge... Well, what else is this Delaro in charge of? Um, everything. CFH, uh, Hans Klein. I have one more word for you to respond to. Perfect. 100%? Never mind. What are, what are these words? I mean, I I, I got the, the Delario, the, the, Delar, the, the Delario one. You said there were some things that you do for CFH. Like, like, like what? What do you mean? Well, I make sure that the citizens of Port Greasel stay inside Port Greasel. But they're really kind of handling that now with their constructs. And anytime there's a merchant that's coming in to buy constructs, I make sure they're allowed in. And they have all the business permits they need for the city. And Do you know what's in the uh, restricted part of the island over there? Yeah. Would you mind telling us? Well, no. No, I don't want to tell you. Well, I know you don't want to. I'm sure it's uncomfortable information. Look, you already killed my ba- You killed my Bernard! Like, what are y'all trying to do if if that's the kind of information you want? You, 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 you're, you're trying to do something bad. I mean, it sounds like something bad is happening there. No, no. I mean, you would proudly declare it if you were proud of it. I, I mean, it's just I'm not supposed to talk about it. Why not? Because Delaro said not to. Oh, this Delaro guy. How long has this Delaro been in charge? Four, four years. Four years? Yeah, that's why I became the governor, is because he killed the last one. Oh, so he put you in charge. Well, kind of. So you're like a puppet. No, I'm not a puppet. I don't want any strings attached to me. Mm. It looks like you do. No, uh-huh. no literal ones, at least. Well, yeah, there's no strings attached to me. Yes, but people are telling you what to do and how to run your island, yes? Well, that doesn't make me a puppet. A puppet is a, a thing that has strings attached to it's it. It's a metaphorical puppet. Oh, See, this is what I'm talking about. When they don't have real artists on this island, this is what happens. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you're any governor. Well, sure I am. I'm the governor. I mean, I'm trying. Uh, whose idea was it to sell all of your constructs and free all of your slaves and servants? Well, I did that because I felt bad for, you know, them. They shouldn't have to do what they were doing. I mean, I only need one construct to clean up and dust around the place. This makes sense. And hang out with me and play board games. <laughs> also makes sense, yes. What what were they being made to do? Clean and farm and guard and everything. Oh, just normal servant stuff. Yeah, but the last governor treated them real bad, so I thought it was would be nice if I released them. But now I think the citizens of Port Greasel are mad at me, and I don't know what to do about it. 
Huh? That's why Bernard probably attacked you because he thought you were coming to kill me. We specifically said we requested an audience. Yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't know why or how. I mean, I have appointments. Yeah, about that. Do you have an appointment right now? Well, I was supposed to be playing Monopoly with Bernard. <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. Well, it looks like that one's canceled. For three days? <laughs> well, the, not just Monopoly. We were going to play Scrabble, and we were going to play categories and Risk. <sighs> I do I'm love gonna... Risk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hang my head. So this Deloro, is he a pirate, or was, or is he a gnome? No, he's he's... He's just a hermit, and he's he's very powerful. How is a hermit powerful? Well, he's like a wizard or something. All right, look, Governor Foiston. Uh-huh. I think it's time we come clean to why we're actually here. That might help. I like you. You seem honest. We are here because we have reason to suspect something bad is happening in the center of this island. An imbalance of life. You see, my friend Finch here is a master scout in the Crimson Command. And we were sent on their behalf to investigate this imbalance. Oh, okay. You wouldn't know anything about that? Well, I, I don't really understand. We believe that CFH is doing something in the center of the island that is causing this imbalance. Well, they do. They are doing something in the island. Um, but I don't really understand what an imbalance of life is. I think it has something to do with a surplus of constructs. And I also believe that might be the root of your problem with your unhappy citizens. Well, and so I guess I can try and put the words together. There's an imbalance of life. So probably the problem is, is all the undead. The what? That sounds like it could be the problem. Go on. Yeah, that sounds like it's a big fucking problem. All of the undead? Well, yeah, they've captured a bunch of undead. In the center of the island? Yeah, they. that's what they're, you know, making the constructs out of. Wait, they're making constructs out of undead? Well, they're souls. Does this have anything to do with the volcano eruption? Well, that's whenever it all started. I mean, that all the undead are just the pirates from the other island. How did the volcano erupt? Well, I don't know about that. Are you sure? Well, yeah. What caused all these undead to rise? Well, I don't know. But I mean, whenever they died, they're just, they're not dead dead. They're, they're undead. So that's just any pirate that dies on the island. It is, do they just come back to life? Well, come back to un, un life? I, I, I don't know. I, I do know that if somebody dies in Port Greasel, CFH comes to pick them up. But you don't know what happens to them afterwards? No. If they become undead or not? I, I don't know about that. I just know they pick them up and take them into the center of the island. Hmm. I would think to cremate them or something, right? Bury them? You would think, Yes. Doesn't this would be the sound honorable like it. thing to do. Is the volcano in the middle of the island? No, it's on the other island, the well, pirate island. Well, why would they take them to the middle of the island to burn them then? I could, I could, you could just open up a a, a shop to, to cremate people. Called mm-hmm. lit. <laughs> <laughs> do you know anything about a an ancient Rodanian artifact? I know about ancient, and I know what artifacts are. And I know what Rodanian is, but those three words together, no. And wave break means nothing to you? No. Do you, do you know anything else about it? What about... It's like um, an underwater prison or something of the sort. A prison close to water, at least. Oh, a Tunnels, prison? Tunnels, underground, I mean, possibly. I know about the 112 prisons that are spread out amongst the two islands. Are any of them underwater? Not that I know of, but we can go check the records. Yes, you do have archives here, right? 
Well, yeah, I, I actually read a lot of them. That's, I actually didn't have Bernard clean any of that room in case he accidentally damaged them. Hmm. Rather smart, yes. Sounds very helpful. It's the only way I think I can get smarter, you know? Makes sense, yeah. Reading. <laughs> I like it. Let's let's review the records. Well, okay. After you. I mean, we've already told you while we're here. Well, well yeah, but they're, they're governor-only reads. Well, you can read them and then tell us what they say. Wait, did you say the governor only reads? Well, no, like they're they're only for the property of the governor. Oh, well, you're the governor. Make the rules. We're here to help. We we, we enjoy Port Grisa. We are for the people, not for the constructs. Well, I think I'm going to have to make a change to the amendment then. What's stopping you? Well, it's going to take a minute to draft it up. Are you serious? Well, yeah, and then I got to run it by the council. And Can you just wor- worry about that part later? And just since we're here right now, we don't want to have to make another appointment. Maybe we can just take a a quick peek. But I gotta make an amendment for the council. Who's the council? All the people in charge of Port Greasel outside of me. Well, who are those people? There's a 12 of them. Is Delaro one of them? No. What about, uh, what are, what are those two twins' names? Needles and Watts. Yeah, Needles and Watts. Are they part of it? Yeah. Buka? Yeah. Hans Klein? Yeah. We know those people. They're, I think they would agree to that. They'll be cool with it. And one person just died, so we, we bought Elio into it. Hmm. Oh yes, the, the man with the with the what did he call them? Heelys. No, wheelies. 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 wheelies, that's right. My mistake. What a stupid name that would be. <laughs> <laughs> Magnificent uh inventions of he, he makes for wait, sure. Wait, who died? Um one of the elders that used to be a council person. How did they die? Age. <laughs> did CFH come and pick them up? Yeah. CFH picks up all the dead people. Okay, look, you're the governor. Fucking guy. You can read the files, but we can't. So you go read the files, and we'll sit here, and we'll play one of your board games, and then you come back and you tell us, you know, what prisons are still being used and where they are. Uh, Will you just promise me you won't tell anybody? We won't make this difficult? Who's going to know? Oh, actually, I'll be right back. I'm going to go look outside. (laughs) (laughs) You go outside and you like peek out the front door and yes, there are three more people. Oh okay. my god! I'm just gonna cut, shut the door real quietly <laughs> and step outside and blast them all down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk back inside. Uh, no, I'm sorry about that. I mean, if you promise not to tell anybody, I guess we can just go in the study. But should I trust you? Absolutely. Do you trust us? I mean, why would Bernard attack you? We tried to make an appointment with him, and he said that you were all booked up and that we needed to leave, but we said that we really needed to see you, and he said if we stayed there, that we were trespassing, and then he attacked us because we wouldn't leave. But we really needed to tell you all this. But if you were trespassing, that's breaking the law, so you're criminals. Calm down, okay? Stop using that word. I am no criminal. I am Dorothy, Faith, Faith Groman Kyle. I'm an artist. Yes, he's world-renowned, and I'm Keth, champion of Yen. You know where Yen is? I bet it's on one of those maps you've been reading. You're clearly a very smart little gnome. Like, there's just a big black spot in the map. He's like, right there! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, does anyone want to give me a persuasion check? (laughs) Yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) We are playing D&D. Can I assist? Sure. Uh, Persuasion is my highest stat. I've been waiting this whole time. (laughs) 26. Uh, Okay. Uh, I'll trust you. But you got to promise me something. You won't kill any more Bernards. Well, there was only one Bernard, yes. Well, hopefully I'll get him fixed, and then 
You won't kill him, right? No, we'll come over and we'll play board games with both of you. Yeah. That's right. We'll make appointments with Bernard next time. Yeah. I liked him. He had that cool little thing over his eye. The monocle? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's how he tells what's going on. He's very, he was a very fancy bear. Does it work for people, too? No. No. Oh. Is it laying there? Dead are, we, are we near it? <laughs> I mean, it's in the pile, probably. You'll have to dig through it to find it. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Start pulling out his robot guns. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not gonna do all that. We, we're finally persuading. Dude, you could get a handful of some nuts and bolts. <laughs> no, no. I, I got some at the store. I still got a nice little satchel full. He's okay. Feed a construct a construct. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> all right, I'll show you to the study. Follow me. When you enter this large study in the mansion, the stench of an old library fills your senses. Felomir and Doroth, the smell lingering is comparable to the Temple of Shadow in Televastral when you two first met. Old, delicate parchments are stocked all around the room on bookshelves that act as walls. Multiple areas with grouped lounge chairs are scattered around the room. But a single desk sits dormant and dusty on the other side of the room. Governor Foyston then speaks up. I've spent quite a bit of time in here, but like I said, I never had Bernard clean because I was worried he might accidentally destroy some of the records. But I think what you're looking for is over here. And he walks towards the desk and pushes several books to the side, revealing one very large one. He wipes the dust from the cover of the book and you see the title is Rodanian Manifest and Prison Structures. Oh, yes, I do think this is what we're looking for. All right, so there are 112 prisons on the island, and as they developed this conscript island, more prisons had to be built, and the later ones became more and more advanced. So if you're looking for one that's possibly underwater, I would think it would be a later build, kind of like a max penitentiary kind of thing. Right. Well, I guess let's start from the back. And he then flips to flips through the book, and as he's flipping through it, you actually see, like, one-page designs of each present uh, like a little sketch or something yeah like a, like a blueprint like a blueprint of each one and he also like at the beginning of it though there was like a roster of all prisoner names so he finally gets to towards the end he says all right so yep unit 98 wave break oh it's right there and i'm gonna <laughs> wow 98 <laughs> push in and look at it it's a good number <laughs> uh and he pushes the book towards you felomir since you're probably the one that's up close and interested the most and you start looking at the design of Wavebreak. What do I? What do I read? What does um, it say? Does it say like a location? Um, how big is it? So the location is inside of a lake. Inside of a lake. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's like a small little box at the top right corner. That is a map of Loran, and on the far east side is a desert, and in the middle of that desert is an oasis. Okay. And I assume that that oasis is where the lake is. That. Yes. I don't see any other lakes on here, do I? No. Okay. And you said it's on the eastern island, right? It's on the island you're on. Yeah. Well, on the main island you're on, because mm. you're on Governor's Island right now. But... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the island we just left, or the other one? Where... The island we just left. The Where Port Greasel is. The Noam Island. Okay, okay. And so as you're looking at the design, it looks like there are four levels to this underwater prison. The entrance is on the surface of the water, like a hatch of a submarine. Okay. And you go down into it and there's four levels and there it's kind of circular it has a cross going like a compass yeah but going like like depth wise or no uh it's going parallel to the surface water surface so it's pretty much like four levels that are like crossing and it's like aisles yes like lanes pretty much on each level yes okay can i get a sense of how many prisoners were kept there or meant to be kept there like how large it would be yeah we'll say that the that each level 
had four blocks, so there are 16 blocks, and each one held eight prisoners. Okay, so not particularly big. No. Okay. Are there any other structures or areas labeled? Like, is there like a warden's office? Like, all would all the basics of a prison be there? No, actually. Just cell blocks. It's, so it's just a hatch that goes down in cell blocks. Yep. Seems like the idea is that they just kind of lock them down there and maybe open the hatch and throw food down and, like, they're on their own down there. Okay, so the different cell blocks, are they, like, open rooms? Yes. So it's not individual cells? There's individual rooms, but they're not locked. They don't. There doesn't seem to be anything in the design where there's, like, barred areas. Okay. Uh, and is there any description of, like, what specific prisoners were kept down here? Like, what their crimes were or... No. Like... like I guess like a, to gauge like a level of seriousness. Uh, when you go back to the roster area, you see that each prisoner has like a unit that they were kept in. Uh, just a number though. So you will see a prisoner name and then a unit number, but that's it. So you no crimes. You don't see crimes. Does it say when the prison was decommissioned? So the history of this island is that the prisoners rose up against Rodana. Those prisoners became the pirates. So it wasn't really decommissioned. Mm. It was just there was a revolt. Gotcha. And yeah, there's probably no like record of that, at least here. Yeah, because they would probably evacuated as soon as they could. So was the the desk that we're looking at this book on, was it made like for him? For Governor Foyston? Yeah. No. Okay. It's a human sized desk? Yes. Because I pictured him like he and I just standing normal height at the <laughs> desk and everyone else is just like towering over. <laughs> we'll, we'll say he's climbed into a chair to where he can see the top of the desk, but. Oh, that's that's adorable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just on Kath's shoulders. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, here it is. I, I found it. It's Wave Break. Here's the schematic and the location. It appears to be in a at the bottom of a lake. Where? It's on this island. Looks like a desert up here in the corner. In the in the corner of this island? Yes. So it's not in the no the, the off limit zone. I, I'm gonna look to Governor Foyston and say that this area is not off limits, is it? And point towards the desert and the oasis in it. Um, no, I don't think so. They just kind of block off the jungle. Well, to be fair, I'd say a pretty large portion of the island is uh, the off limit zone for us. What does that mean? Well, I mean, I don't know. We just we get we break out in the hives really easily. Oh, okay. Allergies. Yes. Yeah, we're we're not from here, obviously. Well, be careful of the jungle bees. The what? Jungle bees? Ah, yes, the jungle bees. <laughs> <laughs> I've read about those. Oh, God. <laughs> Are these like the freaking Hunger Games, what are they called? Oh, yeah, the fucking... Tr- Fucking acid wasps or whatever. They sting you to go crazy. Oh, oh, yeah. Tracker jackers. Tracker that's jackers. What, that's <laughs> what they call them. Um, yeah, it appears that this wave break prison is yeah, at the bottom of that lake right there. Um, there's four levels, it seems, with a rather small number of occupants. Is there a map? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's right here. I'll bring Keth over and show him. Yeah, four levels with four blocks on each level. <laughs> uh, eight prisoners to each block. That's what you said, right? How detailed is this map? As detailed as it can be for one page. Um, it doesn't have any record of why prisoners were kept here as far as their crimes or anything. It just gives names. Hmm. Do we recognize any of those names? Or would I? There's a lot of names. Yeah, I assume it'd be hard to look through. Like, it's, like I picture it like alphabetical, and then it just says like their block. It's probably not even alphabetical. It's probably by arrive time. Oh, yeah, right. It's the prisoner list of the entire island. Oh, okay. It's not just this 
prison okay. block. Like, because each the roster shows what prison they are assigned to from the unit number. All right. And you can see that some of the unit numbers have been like smudged and then rewritten. Uh, they where were, they moved them. Yeah, where they were moved to a different prison once another prison was more sensible to that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but as far as any other details, it doesn't really say, but we have a location at least. Um, although it is not in the center of the island, which is strange. That's good, though. Yes. Yeah, we could just go there. This is true. Yeah, especially if it's on the corner of the island. What, uh, in, in relation to us, on we're like on a tiny island off of this larger island, correct? Yeah, there's like... It's like the northeastern part of the island, Port right? Port Griesel is basically uh, a bay. Mm -hmm. There's an island across that bay, and that island is the governor's island. It is on the eastern side. The coastline kind of goes up towards the uh, northeast, mm -hmm. and it's along that northeastern coast. So, the, and the oasis is also northeast. Yes. So we're relatively close. You're pretty close. Yeah. We could probably just take the rowboat over there. Is this what you needed to know? Well, it's one of the things we needed to know. Yes, it's definitely a start. What, what else do you need to know? Hmm. You said you knew of artifacts here, right? Uh, I, I know what artifacts are. Oh, you don't know any artifacts that are here? No. Oh, okay. Well, one of these books wouldn't tell us? Um, um, maybe, but there's a lot of books in here. They're not organized in any way? Well, I'm, I've been working on it, but it takes a lot to read and determine where it needs to go, you know? And then whenever I misplace one, I have to read it again to know where it needs to go. That's sufficient. Okay, um, artifacts, artifacts. I'm going to start just, like, looking at okay. all the books. Okay, uh, give me an investigation check. 20. All right. Uh, so you start moving through the room and, like, wiping the dust off of the spine of books and, like, unraveling parchment scrolls. And he gets kind of, you can see that he gets really nervous when you start touching the parchment scrolls because he's afraid you might do be too rough with them. Okay. Eventually, you do find a book that is labeled Artifacts of Old. Oh, this looks promising. And I'll take it off the shelf. And I'm actually going to look through it myself. Okay. So whenever you start flipping through the book, I don't know if you've ever looked at, like, the Dungeon Master Guide and saw, like, items like item pictures and things like that. Not really. But basically, one page on the left has a picture of the item, like a drawn sketch. And then on the right side, it describes what it is. And the titles of each one of them is also on the right side, right page. Okay. As you flip through the book quickly and kind of look through it, you don't see one. Well, you don't know the name of whatever. You don't really know what you're looking for other than... No. I'm, I'm looking for maybe like something described as Rodanian. Because I'm guessing they're all ancient. Well, do I know what Dorth's looking for? I think you <laughs> asked it out loud, so yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll just be kind of hovering to see if I notice anything. Are you stopping that in any way, Dorth? No. Okay. So yeah, you, you basically are going through this book that has just a bunch of random artifacts. And it's, we'll say there's like 50 of them in there. It says like the dates of some of them that were like when they think they were crafted. And it goes back through the last two ages. So age mm. three and four. Damn. So that covers roughly 2,000 years around that time frame. Um, and they all do something different magically. Give me an insight check. 15. One stands out to you. One artifact. I have no idea what I'm looking for. It could be any of... It could be... Any, ooh. It's called the Amulet of the Fallen Moon. And the amulet design is a crescent moon with a bunch of jewels along the side of it. The amulet of the fallen moon. And it supposedly grants immortality 
to anyone it wishes to give immortality to and their ancestors. So it's up to the amulet to give someone immortality. Is that what you're saying? It's up to the controller of the amulet. Okay. Hmm. And their ancestors, you said? And anyone born of that immortality. Oh, so like their descendants. Yes, they're just, okay. yeah, I guess that makes sense. I'm sorry, I said ancestors. It would be their descendants. So anyone that has been granted the gift of immortality from this artifact, their descendants would also have immortality. Another thing it says on the draft is that it was created by Rodanians and was lost in the third age in the year 1022 in the island of Laron. Ooh. I want to like be reading with my finger this this information and just look up at Astra and just be like, this is the one. What's it say? I think you can just grant immortality to someone and then it's them and their children and their children's children and it never ends. And look, here it was made in Rodana and it's here. The last scene plates was here in Laron. This is it. And I just want to raise the book over my head like Link. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yep, that's got to be it. We did it. We did what exactly? We found, I want to point to the book <laughs> over my head. We found the artifact. I'm going to walk over there and read the page myself. Well, we, we found a book that talks about the artifact, but we haven't found the artifact itself. Well, we got information. I think we can assume Delaro probably has the artifact. Yes, I was in Astra in your vision. It said this artifact was used to capture this person talking to you. That's what it sounded like. How would this necklace do that? It grants immortality, yes, but... Well, I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with the the constructs? Souls? I'm going to turn to Governor Foyston. Okay. You have met Delaro in person, yes? Yeah. Is he old? Quite old, actually. Do you know how old? No. I mean, he's he's lived here in Laron for, like, decades. Could you describe him? Human, wrinkly, gray hair, some spots, no hair. Um, he wears robes, he carries around a book. What kind of book? Um, something leather bound. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but he doesn't let go of it. He always has it on him? Yes. Hmm. Anything else? Hmm. Have you noticed a necklace? No, but I mean, I, I've seen like, I think I remember like the glint of a chain around his collar, but maybe the necklace was hidden under his shirt. Oh. Makes sense. It was this. Could you grant immortality to the undead? And perhaps that is keeping the constructs going? Oh, I know. It's 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 like a Foster's bargain. A uh, what? A Foster's bargain. So hey, like wait, Can you say that one more time? A Foster's bargain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it was named after, but I, I read about it. <laughs> and Yen, it's it's like when you when you wish for something, but you don't get the right wish. Like it's it's a bad wish. Sometimes genies do it. Are there genies in this world? There are yeah, now. Yeah, there are. It's it's sometimes genies do it to trick people. You actually would know more about genies than anyone else because of the desert south of Athern. There are genies. Okay, cool. So maybe the descendants they have immortality, so they die, but they come back to life as the undead, and that's their immortality. And I'll wave my hands in the air. You know, Keth, that makes a lot of sense. Perhaps yeah. this immortality isn't endless life, it is endless unlife. But that would mean he'd, he'd have a lot of descendants. 
Right. Does it say anything about only granting this immortality to one person at a time? I'll look to the page. It can grant however many to whoever, whoever the caster deems worthy of immortality. It doesn't specify. Oh, okay. So I misheard you. It's not the caster and his descendants. It's no. whoever the caster deems. Oh, okay. Right. It could be the caster and his descendants. Yeah, I mean, he could but... cast it on himself. Yeah. And then I he, all of his descendants would then. I mean, you would assume anyone that hunted or owned this item would probably use it on themselves. I would think so, yeah. Well, I just want to like, like slam the book. Well, guys, I think we cracked the case, <laughs> and I'll try to find where I got it from. But I'm not 100 percent concerned about <laughs> doing just that. Put it back wherever. Yeah. How does uh how does the governor, how is he taking all this information? Because he knows the undead exists. And yeah, he doesn't seem to be frightened of that because he seems to be frightened of the situation that y'all are causing on him he think you can think like he he's nervous that y'all are here yeah he's worried general. about us being criminals not shit happening on this island or him being implicated in something that we're doing mm-hmm. dude they already know the pvac's yeah. been seeing us governor probably gonna be dead next <laughs> yeah <laughs> We're just fucking everything up. Dude, have y'all not already accepted that as a truth? Well, like, look. everyone that we see along this way is going to die. We've saved Yen. We're going to destroy Laron. Yeah. <laughs> Balance. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's our next move? I think most of our remaining answers lie with this Delaro fellow. Oh, we've all taken some serious damage. We can say, like, during this research process, y'all took a short rest, if y'all want. Okay. If you want to do hit die and get your spells back if you do. and Oh, yeah. This would probably be a long research process. Shit, it's been an hour in real life. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we still got to play board games with them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we could just stay the night, like, and do shifts. We should it. not stay here. <laughs> <laughs> like say, well, you're I really was, putting him in danger. I was here. going to volunteer to keep watch <laughs> while y'all play video games, because I fucking hate Risk. Uh, Governor, would would you mind showing me on the map uh, here where this island is that Delaro is at? Um, sh- 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 sure. And he goes and grabs like a map scroll and lays it out on the desk. And then he points at the island that has a black dot on it on the Laron map that I have provided in Discord at the north side of Summer Isle. And there's like, dude, there's some castles over on the volcano side. I'm interested in that. Castles. (laughs) It looks like castle. Oh, yeah, it does look like a castle. There's two castles. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Keeps. All right. So you all have completed your short rest mechanically. And we'll say that that was the research process. What's next? Well, guys, uh, guess we should maybe go check out Wavebreak, huh? I think so. That's where the guy in your visions were, right, Astra? Well, that's what we think. I think so. It would make sense, especially if the Delaro fellow is involved. We should probably meet with, with that person before we find this Delaro. I think so. We, we might need as many allies as we could find. Sounds very powerful. Yes, and what of what of Kurgle? She'll help us. You should probably find a way to get in touch with her. Dorth could uh, at least send her a message. I'm too weak. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't have to right now. That's okay. She she knows not to go there right now, so she'll be okay. Right. Could I get a rough estimate of how long it would take us to sail from here to, I guess, near where Wavebreak is? Sail or rowboat? Rowboat. But she's got with the, the gust, gust of wind, wind yeah. so motorboat. A <laughs> <laughs> couple hours. I would say or a couple more than a day. Probably half the day. 
Okay. I'm not looking for like a precise. Just no, probably half the day. Okay. So if you started at noon, you would get there at dusk. Right. Before we're about to go, basically, I just want to kind of nudge Felomir with my elbow. Like, uh, maybe you want to get like a head start to check on the boat. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and I'll. Uh... <laughs> and then, as he, whenever he exits, then I'll, I'll start pleasantries and try and eat up a little time. Okay. I'll walk outside. All right. So Felomir walks outside. Well, Governor Foyston, we, we cannot thank you enough. You, you have been extremely helpful in the Crimson Command's mission and with. I think, honestly, keeping Leron a safe and better place. I'm trying. I'm, I'm learning. But please don't tell anyone that she, that she came here. Your secret is safe with us. <laughs> we are us. We're not going to tell anybody. <laughs> and so, fellow beer, you get outside. And yes, there are three PVACs, three new PVACs flying over the grassy area. I'm going to shoot them down. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else out there? Uh, No. No. This is so creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to give him a Crimson Command salute and then get on a knee and shake his hand and then stand up and turn around and okay. walk out. And I'll return back inside. And, yeah, uh, the boat's ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I guess we should be hurrying along right now. All right, so you walk outside. Felomir, you felt this but didn't think anything of it because your attention was on the PVAX, but as... The five of you kind of step down off of the stoop and walk into the grass. The air feels kind of thin where it was very humid and thick. There's like a strong ocean breeze coming across the island right now. And it's kind of pushed all that thick humidity away. And you, it feels good outside. It's a very good ocean breeze. The wind is quite strong. But then you feel a tremble as you step out into the grass. The earth shakes. And 60 feet away the earth begins to rise. It's almost deja vu for all of you from when you exited the temple of Hanet a year ago. That emerald-eyed earth elemental left a lingering fear in your collective subconscious. But this time, it is no earth elemental. The shine of polished metal reflects in the morning sun as a gargantuan construct erupts from beneath the ground. When it comes to a still, it curves forward, revealing its face, the face of a python. It stands tall, even with its curved spine at the neck. Roughly 40 feet tall from the ground to the head, the rest of its body stays below the dirt. It lunges towards you to attack. Give me initiatives. Oh, God shit. fucking damn it. I was expecting a big-ass mole man. <laughs> what? A big-ass mole robot. Uh, oh, shit! <laughs> That doesn't look right. Oh, God. fight music. Let's go. It looks like a boss from, like, uh, Yoshi's Island. <laughs> I cannot wait for a picture of this one. It looks, it looks like you just wrapped a dildo in duct tape. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Did you wrap a dildo in duct tape? Yeah, Dave. Uh, where you keeping? Where you been keeping the dildos? <laughs> Hey, companions. Thanks for joining us for this episode. It's a long one. It is 10.55 p.m. the day before release, and an hour and five minutes before my birthday. It's my birthday. I'll be turning 32 years old, and this is what I'm doing with my life. Check it out. Anyways, uh, for my birthday, if you want, drop us an iTunes review. Drop us a patreon donation subscription thing whatever you want to do uh i would appreciate it 
and the team would appreciate it. And also, if you haven't heard, we now have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash four orbs. We streamed Monday night and this like past Monday night. And we recorded episode 70 for that. And if you want to check it out, it is part of our highlight videos. So you can go and actually listen to the whole thing and see us on screen. We did have some technical difficulties, so I cut off some like some a big chunk of the beginning. It wasn't like part of the content that I cut off, just us going through technical difficulties in general. But we will be streaming on Monday again for episode 71. That's Monday, January 26th or something. Let me check. Hold on. It's going to be Monday 27th. So Monday at 27th, Monday the 27th at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, we will be going back onto the screen for you. And also, February 2nd, we will be recording episodes 72, 73, and 74, maybe 75 if we push that far, on Sunday, February 2nd for a D&D Extra Life charity event. We'll be streaming from 11 a.m. to probably about 8 p.m. Central. And we would love for you to come check us out and join us. So make sure to do that. I think that's really all I got to say. So goodbye. I'll talk to y'all on my birthday when y'all listen to this episode. Bye, guys. All right. A gargantuan construct. The biggest of D&D monsters. Dang shit. Up first, Felomir. Hmm. I know I did the description. You, you're pretty clear on what's going on. It's a big dildo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to move. All right. Closer. Ooh. Closer. How far you want to be away from the PDH? 30 feet. Okay. And then what are you going to do? I'm going to cast Blink. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I'm 30 feet away from it. And I'm casting blink. And I'm still there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Don't forget life force. Oh, yeah. I already used the ring this once. Yeah, you today. did today. And after Felomir, we're on to Astra. Okay. How far away am I? 60 feet. 60. Assuming I just saw Felomir. Rush forward and cast something. Hit cha Okay. Oh, shit. He goes, see you later. <laughs> and looks over his shoulder and goes, shit. I'm going to cast a fireball. Oh, starting big. Mm-hmm. All right. Big worm. Yeah, he's starting cool. <laughs> None of us are near him. Uh, you doing it at its basic level or are you increasing the level? I no, think you. I just have third. I don't have any fourth level spell slots. He does a dexterity save, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh. For a 17. Mm. He is a snake. So he will take half the damage. 8d6. Piling dice in her hands. 8, 9, 10, 13, 16, 21. So half. Round down. Round down. Round down. Then damage. Round down, round cow. He does like a little whip with his whole body to the side as the explosion occurs from the fireball and it like takes half the damage just hit the base of him basically after Astro we're on to Doroth I am going to attempt a vicious mockery okay from where I'm standing okay so I'm not gonna move um I'm gonna go with uh you look funny like a spit take 
and you look just like a dick snake. <laughs> do you attack or do I do a con save? Well, that's a vicious mockery. Oh, do you? Oh yeah, it is. A, it's a wisdom. Oh, okay, wisdom okay. saving throw. Eleven. Ooh, he failed. And so as you penetrate his mind, <laughs> usually you see some sort of... <laughs> Especially with his dildo snake. As you attempt to penetrate his mind, though you can tell he failed, there's no damage. Oh. Uh, oh. Ain't got no psyche. Mm. In that case, I am going to move. A one-track mind, <laughs> if you will. I'm going to go ahead and move diagonally forward, let's say about five feet. All right. I'm, not, so, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to play it safe. Yeah, you're, so you're going to stay 55 feet away from him still. All right. After Dorth, we are on to PDH, the Python Detention Hunter. And he sinks underground, and then he pops up 30 feet closer. This motherfucker. No. Earth and debris showers out from where he pops up again, and then he leans forward directly at you, Astra. And I need a dexterity save from Doroth, Astra, and Finch. That is a five. 18. Nine. Okay. So, Doroth, you jump backwards and dodge the area, but the head comes smashing down directly on top of you, Astra. There is a condition to this. If you get five or lower, you also are smashed. Oh, Shit. no. <laughs> you got smashed by the dick snake. <laughs> Fuck. I did not consent to that. <laughs> so, D, you will take 3d6 bludgeoning damage. Fuck. That'll be seven bludgeoning damage. But you will also take 3d6 piercing damage from the shrapnel of earth that splintered out. So I said 11 first. And this is going to be an additional... 10, so 21 damage total. I thought total. you said 7 you said first. Seven first. Oh, did I say 7? Yeah. I'm sorry. So 17 damage. I thought I said 11 for some reason. They rhyme. Yeah. And then Finch, you did not succeed on your save either, so you will only take the shrapnel damage because you didn't have 5 or lower, and you will take 6 piercing damage. And then also on that attack, he targets Finch, trying to constrict you. No! I also need another dex... Or wait, no, this is a hit. So he attacks with a constrict for a 20. What's My your AC? 15. So you are now constricted. You are restrained. The restrained condition means... I was going to sharpshoot and everything. I swear <laughs> to God. I was going to look at Ryan and I set it too. <laughs> your speed becomes zero, and it can't benefit from any bonus to its speed. Attack rolls against the creature, you being the creature have advantage and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. So your attacks will have disadvantage. Mm -hmm. You also have disadvantage on dexterity saves. Okay. While you are restrained. So he just got me coiled up. Got you coiled up. All right. And after him, it's your turn, Finch. Also part of this condition is you have two turns to escape or you go unconscious. You mm. must use your action to escape using a dexterity saving throw. Which I have disadvantage with. Correct. All right. So I guess all I'm just trying to do is escape then yes. on these turns. And if you do escape, you can move 30 feet still or whatever your movement speed. <laughs> Fucking. Well, you can't be any worse than a crit miss, Dave. God. Mm. Yep. You That's did, two crit misses. You did not succeed, so you are still restrained. 
Um, and that was using your action. Is there anything you'd like to do with a bonus action or reaction or anything like that? I guess I'll put Hunter's Mark on him just because that's the thing that I can do. All right. So Hunter's Mark is now on him. And after Finch, we're on to Keth. I'm sick of these fucking constructs. Sick of uh, these motherfucking constructs on this <laughs> motherfucking island. Uh, rage. All right. And I'm going to rush forward. Uh, how, how many feet are in between us? 30-ish, less than that probably. Cool, because I've got 40 feet of movement speed. So I'm going to rush up to him and I'm going to try to pull Finch from the grasp of the construct snake. All right, let's do it. Grapple against the construct. And I have advantage because I'm enraged. Sick of these fucking constructs. 18. 22. Is that your bonus action or your full action? That's uh, I uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how you work. <laughs> uh, grapple. I mean, let me try. I'm pretty sure grapple is one of the attack actions. I'm pretty sure it is. I would think. Do you so, have yeah. another? Do you have? Yeah. So I have two two attacks. So that would replace one of them, and I'll just I'll release Finch as I realize that I cannot pull him free from the grasp of this giant snake. Okay. And I'm just gonna say fuck it and hit him in the side with a hammer. All right. Give me the melee attack. Sixteen. That is a miss. The hammer just kind of bounces off the metal without a single dent. This is rough. (laughs) We're rolling shitty, too. After Keth, we're back at the top of the order for Felomir. I'm going to use Witch Bolt. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, interesting decision. What? Are you talking about because it'll hurt Finch? Yes. Hasn't that been established that it doesn't do that? I thought we established that it did. Oh, because I thought in the last game I used Witch Bolt when he was on top of Doroth and it didn't do nothing to him. Uh, he wasn't wrapped in metal. Okay, well, if... Okay, I guess I won't do it then. Because I was thinking about it, but I thought it was not an issue before. To me, it makes sense that lightning Conducts. through metal yeah. would shock a person. And you can it. use it to your benefit in the future in certain conditions. And then I would say, I guess it's up to you whether it would be a full damage or a half damage, or if you want to do something like that with it. You have used it as a pro before, because I think in the last episode, fighting the sharks, it like did something special. Yeah, that was because they were in water. Right. But I'm saying you're using the environment to affect yeah. the spell effects. I think I'm going to have to go with the rule of cool and say that for potential use in the future, I don't want you to be negated on that rule of cool possibility. Okay. So I'm going to say that if you do Witch Bolt, it will harm Finch. Okay, then in that case... I will do two Eldritch Blasts. All right. Uh, For a 16 and a 26 are my hits. 26 hits. For 10 damage. You send the Eldritch Blast into the same location. The first one misses, and then the second one like comes in with that second punch, basically, and it does actually put a hole in the side of this construct. And I am still here. And you're still here from your blink? Mm-hmm. All right. After Felomir, we're on to Astra. I'm going to cast a level three guiding bolt. Okay. That is a 16. That's a miss. You have Tides of Chaos to use or anything? I do. 16 plus five, 21. 21 is a hit. Sweet. And that is 66. Uh, 20 damage. 20 radiant damage. And the next attack has advantage. All right, so... That's going to pass to you, Dorth, if you make an attack. Oh, yeah. Because it is your turn. I'm going to pull out... Oh, mm, 
Yeah, from where I am. I'm going to pull out my flintlock and shoot him. All right. All right, the first one is a 19. Uh, yeah, 19. 19 is a hit? Yay! Wait. Wait. Mm. No, it's not. Aww. Are you serious? Mm. Defender wins. Defender wins. <laughs> He's got a high AC. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 19. The bullet bounces off. Pew! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> After Doroth, we are on to the Python Detention Hunter, who tries to bite. I'm going to say he tries to bite Doroth. Okay. They all try to bite me, bite my style. 18. Is, is, a, is a hit. All right. Don't make that face. You know what you did. I mean, y'all are level seven. 23 damage. Oh, shit. <laughs> After the python is Finch. Okay, so if I try to escape and fail again, will I still have the chance to do something else? Like, I guess another free action before I'm done for, or should I do that first? I have an idea here. I would say you can use your free action first. You can use what, all of your actions in whatever order you wish to use them. But if he fails another escape attempt, he's unconscious. Correct. So okay. at the end. So do it before I fail my escape. Correct. Then. Okay. So. As I'm being squeezed, I feel this kind of pinch in my chest. And I'm like, oh, wait, I have two amulets. One's the Crimson Command, one's the one of Salamandal, okay. which hides my alignment. Okay. And so I'm going to scream, let go of me, you fool. I'm on your side. Ooh. Huh. Give me a persuasion check. I like it. Rule of cool, persuasion check. Right. I'm going with the blue one because that purple one's been fucking me up tonight. Ooh, 20. You succeed. Uh, he listens to you and releases and he he actually kind of stops for a second confused but he knows that he should release you first in case so he doesn't put you unconscious in case mm-hmm. he really is you really are on his side the protocol so he's, he's thinking first to let go before he questions it mm-hmm. uh so yeah it's, you can run away at this point all right i'm gonna probably run away behind him to kind of give the illusion like i'm Still on your side, so I'm getting behind you, but I'm also hoping that's going to give me an advantage later on. Okay. Does that count as his action? Yeah, I think you can still do a thing. Uh, no, I'm not going to say it counts as your action. You can... I gave you a free action. I I let it happen. Yeah. All right. Well... <laughs> you, I mean, you, that was the... I'm assuming you were trying to use the amulet to hide your alignment. Yeah, to trick him into thinking, I, I'm not with these guys, I'm with you. I, it's you know. a very fun, creative use of it. I like it. And I said free is the, the I didn't say that the amulet required an action, right? Uh, not that I know of. So yeah, it's been a while. I'll go with it. And using, an, now, using an item is a free action, so. And you are now flanking him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is where Felmer's gonna have to come in. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna use your full action to attack. Yeah, and I'm gonna do. Uh, so I've already got the hunter's mark on him. So there's my six, and then hunter colossus because he's damaged. That's correct. There's an eight. So I like that move. I'm also going to be taking uh, longbow attacks, and I'm going to do two attacks per turn. So that means I get a total of four shots, right? Wait, you're two attacks per two shots per attack, or two uh, attacks per turn? Oh yeah, I have many shot as well. My bad, I forgot to mention that. So yeah, yeah, you have many shot, but I told you that if you want to use many shot, it's disadvantage on the attacks. But you're flanking him, so. All right. So, which okay. one, yeah, which you want true. me to do that? Yeah, that's what would negate. So yeah, you would negate. So you could shoot four times if you want. Okay, so that's what I'm gonna do. Oh shit! All right, volley so of arrows. That. So here's so that's everything that would happen for 
one. Sharpshooter. Yes! Oh, for all four attacks? Yeah. I got a 22, a 21, a 17, and a 6. Two hit. It's 32. 32 for the first arrow? Shit. Is that 22? 21. 32 for the first one. And a 21 for the second one. 54. 54 damage. This is what y'all needed. I don't feel so bad now. (laughs) Hey, only because I used my noggin. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Think about how he must feel. It's like, oh, a a friend. And you (laughs) immediately betray him (laughs) in the worst way. Uh, so yeah, the first two arrows will say dink off the sides, and then you realize that you're just not doing it right. You're not aiming for the joints between plates, and then you send two arrows using your sharpshooter ability right between the plates, and they bounce around only the inside and pierce through plating on the other side, and he turns to you and roars. <laughs> oh shit, you're right next to me. <laughs> oh, no. You can blink out of here. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, I can't. <laughs> After Finch, we're on to you, Keth. He's flanked. I'm gonna give him. Flank. I'm gonna say you flanked him. Okay. Um, now you said earlier that when um, Felomir hit him with the Eldritch Blast, that knocked a hole in his. Yes. <laughs> all right. So first of all, how big is this hole? We'll say like fist size. Yeah, fist size. Okay. So is it where? Is it within reach of me? I'll do a percentage chance. You can roll the percentage. It needs to be higher than seventy percent for it to be close to you. Higher than 70? Mm-hmm. I mean, we are on opposite sides. It's so. a gargantuan beast. 20. I'm going to say the hole is not close to you, but you can try and find it. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you want to use your action to try and find it? To lower the DC? Yes, I do. Okay. I know. I think I know what you're going for. I don't know what you're going to use, but I think I know what you're going for. All right, so give me an investigation check. The DC will be 12. Fuck. I ain't finding it. I ain't finding it. All right. It's a three. You don't find it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say you release some like hammer smashes to it, but there's just not enough force to damage it. You're just mad. And that is the end of the round. We're back to the top for Felomir. Well, now that Finch is free from the grasp of the giant snake, I am going to spread out a little bit from him just so we're not all bunched up together. So okay. we'll say I'll move maybe 15 feet away from Finch. All right. Uh, in this direction, I guess to my right. And I'm going to hit him with a witch bolt. All right. Let's bring it on. Uh, <laughs> let's bring it on. It's a spell attack, right? Yes. <sighs> For a 17. That's a miss. Unless you got a way to give yourself advantage or something. Nope, but I do disappear. All right. So you spit out some lightning, and then it just doesn't connect, and then you disappear. Wait, no. I gave you advantage. I'm going to give you advantage. It's a metal beast. It conducts electricity. So it's like a big old lightning dick rod. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you advantage. Rule of cool. Rule, Rule of cool. Rule of cool. Uh, 27. That's a hit. Uh, that's going to be 24 damage. 24 lightning damage. All right, so you disappear with your blink after sending a surge of electricity at him. After Felomir, run to Astra. I am going to do a level two chromatic orb of lightning. All right, with advantage because roll of cool. That is a 21. That's a hit. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 lightning damage. 
he seems to be getting weaker. Hmm. He's starting to be crickety with his metal plate scraping against each other. Flaccid, if you will. <laughs> God damn it. experiencing a dysfunction. <laughs> After Astro, we're on to Doris. Okay, I'm going to pick up on what it looks like the team is going for. And I'm going to roll out to my right, so about 10 feet to the right. Okay. I'm going to move. And uh, I'm going to hit him with a witch bolt. All right. Uh, second level. All right. Uh, that's going to be a 20. That's a hit. Yes. You roll your advantage. Yeah, oh, you might, crit. might get a crit. Might crit. Yeah. Oh, is that count as a flank? No, it's you're using lightning. lightning against metal. Oh, that did not crit. But I got 20 a 20. Is a hit. 20 is a hit. Big money, big money. 14. 14 lightning damage. I like it. Also, I'm going to drink a healing potion. All right. Good free action move, probably. The greater heal. Because it is the Python Detention Hunter's turn. And you have escaped... Uh, Keth is in melee. Everyone else is at least wait some ways away. He rears up and goes erect and then comes smashing down between the three of you, Doroth, Keth, and Astra. Give me dexterity saves. I'm going to use a lucky dice. 16. 15. 19. You all succeeded. You take no damage. You sprint hey. away from the smash, and the earth shrapnel goes everywhere, but you all cover your eyes and cover your skin as best you can. But then he turns and looks at Doroth and goes for another bite for a 21. Oh, that's a hit. For 19 piercing damage. Thing he drank that potion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Would have gone down. And that's his turn. And we're going to go to Finch now. Since I guess he's facing away from me, do I still get sneak attack damage on him right now? Uh, Keth is still in melee range. And because you're a rogue, you get advantage for whenever somebody is in melee range. Oh, okay. So whenever you get advantage, you get sneak attack. Not not advantage. It, it just gets sneak attack damage if you're in with oh, Correct. So you get, a, you get sneak attack, but not advantage. Okay. All right. So, again, with my longbow, I will take two shots. The first one will have some sneak attack damage. Are you using sharpshooter? Yes. I'm going to use sharpshooter again. All right. And then I get the Colossus and Hunter's Mark again, right? At least for one hit. Yes. Mm -hmm. 16. Do you want to use it on the second one before you roll? (sighs) Yep. All right. Lightning, let's go! <laughs> yes. I saw it in Matt's face. Yeah. <laughs> like he's riding the lightning. He believes. <laughs> Let it ride. That that's a good one right there. All right, give me a d20 roll for the crit chart. Eleven. An extra die. Uh, what kind of extra die? Weapon die. Okay. I wish that I could make the people listening live in that just moment then. just yeah. then. It was so. And then cool. it'll be plus fourteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fuck, dude. This mm-hmm. one's doing. <laughs> That's going to be 40 damage. All right. So he turns and roars at you after biting Doroth because he's still mad at you for lying to him. (laughs) And you send an arrow straight down his throat. And it just dings around all in there and comes out the other side. And then he rears his head back and yells again towards the heavens. But he comes back down and looks you with like glowing red eyes from... Being a I don't look away and I don't blink. <laughs> <laughs> and it is Keth's 
turn. Oh, he's still not down? Fuck it, I'll recklessly attack him. Alright. I guess, uh, yeah, because there's no one else in melee. Crit! Oh my god! <laughs> and, uh, 26. Crit and 26 both hit. Give me the critical chart. 19. Max damage. Ooh. Times two. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Well, so I get one extra die yep. for crit, crit. One for one for being an orc. So that what's your attack die? D uh, D8 plus five. So, so it would be D8 plus seven. So it'd be 24 plus seven, which is 31 times two. 62 damage. 62 damage for your first hit. Kath piss. It was the second one? Nine. 71 damage with the hammer. Uh, Kath, you kill him. You want to describe <laughs> how you do it? All right, so as he's uh, as he's lunging at Matt, right, or he's, like, bending down to stare at him, I'm going to, like, jump up behind, like, on his back and just start violently smashing as hard as I can uh, until he drops down. All right, so, yeah, you climb up to, like, the head yeah. and just, like, bash the head in, and it collapses down right in front of you, Finch, and, like, dirt kind of pushes up right at your feet. And then I'm going to do a cool little roll off of him <laughs> and land beside Finch. <laughs> Like not at Yeah, it. I'll nod right back. <laughs> and he's dead. And I will reappear next to both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and nod. And nod. <laughs> But a single desk sits dormant. Yeah, I need to get some water in my mouth. I'm getting sticky. <laughs> getting sticky. Sticky. Said no one ever. Um. Okay. I will. Um. I mean, I'll share all that information, whatever, with everybody. Well, come um, on, share it. I don't want to repeat all that. Yeah, you do. It's D and D, Ryan. It's a podcast. Start the discussion. <sighs> Yeah, leave a comment down below. <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to edit from what I just told you. True. And he gets kind of, you can see that he gets really nervous when you start touching the parchment scrolls because he's afraid you might do be too rough with them. Okay. Eventually, you do find a book that is labeled... Artifacts and you. <laughs> <laughs> Artifacts for dummies. Yeah. Artifact suit for the teenage soul. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like this guy. Governor Foyston? Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be a total. You, do, you don't hate him. I hate him. Really? He's an idiot. He a, he a, he a, <laughs> he's nice. He's, he's, he's the, probably the most I helpful like person we've ran into. He's so a far. child. <laughs> he, a, he a bitch, though. He's, he's older than I am. <laughs> I like him. Hope he doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> Crying over a damn, damn robot.